What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. And this week, we are joined by Vic, once again, from the podcast formerly known as Tailgate Talks. Hey, Vic. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Going good. Nice. Nice. Thanks for having me on. You don't have to talk so quiet, Rose. Sorry. Knock it off. Please. Kiss my ass. Be better. You be better. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so, yeah, there's been a couple of changes since last we've talked to you, Vic. You want to give us a little spiel on that? Yeah, there has been. Um, like you said, from the, sh- the podcast formerly known as Tailgate Talks, now... I co-host or am a co-host of uh, Crash and Taz's Movie Cellar. Um, just we wanted some more direction with our show. And, uh, you know, that was something I enjoy. I enjoy watching movies just like you guys, um, you know, and uh, also change a co-host. I have an uncle that, I mean, he watches more movies than anyone else that I know or can think of. Uh, particularly the 80s and like 80s movies. He loves those. Um, so I don't have the same host anymore, but uh, it's good. It's a lot of fun right now. We're still kind of, you know, um, thinking of ideas on how to make it better. And, um, you know, like my uncle who has never listened to a podcast, let alone record one, uh, you know, it, it's it's a huge, um, it's a huge change. So it's 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 a lot of fun though. We're we're having fun with it. Um, we mostly every now and then we'll talk about movies, but mostly we'll we'll uh, we'll watch and review older movies and ones that we would probably recommend that people you know give a watch or you know yeah. So that's what we do. Sweet. I'm an avid listener uh, to oh, your boy. show. Yeah, I I listen to everyone's show, but never get a listen back. I mean, except from you. Well, yeah, of course. I was gonna say I take that a little, <laughs> take a little offense to that. Eh? <laughs> okay, I'll fully admit when Caleb said uh, big changes since last time. Uh, for a second, I thought he was referring to the All Bros. So I'm like, wait, what the hell? What did you change? I didn't change shit. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> thanks well, well, for letting I've me know. On the show. Well, since I've been on the show, you guys have changed the grading system and everything too. So that's a good I mean, point. There, there has been some changes with you guys. Thought he was kicking me off. Yep. It's happening. Sorry. So, so you have to find so, out this you way. You have to find out somehow. Yeah. It's just the all bro now. <laughs> he uh, he accepted your two week resignation two weeks ago. So sorry, Rose. I expect all the back pay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh shit. Well, this week we got a couple things in adventure and adventures in hunting. Got a few new pops that have. Uh, been released uh we also got one blu-ray that's coming out this week yes came out two days ago yeah uh no through the wall news nothing like super significant no not that i can think of uh so then we'll just skip to this week's sneak peeks where we got the first trailer for it chapter two and then for our main event of the evening uh we are going to wrap up our breakdown of avengers endgame our first part tour part two parter 
Yeah, I think it's a two-parter. 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 That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, see if we can make it a third-parter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Without much we have to say about this movie, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. What say you two? Let's do it. I'm going to take that as a yes from Vic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whoa. Let's get, <laughs> let's get on with it then. <laughs> yeah. Leave it. I said you too. Sorry, man. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. First off, in Adventures in Hunting, uh, we got couple new or a few new pops that have been released we got a new end game line which it's could you really consider that a line it's just it's just three po- it's yeah, it's just three pops well four if you count the fye thor what's that wait okay wait so there's the fye thor that uh hulk holding the um infinity gauntlet yep um and then uh pepper in her iron man suit yeah but there's also an, another thor in his weird red Oh, Normal yeah. clothes. Okay. His yes. big Lebowski look. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it is four. My bad. Yeah, and I know we talked to you, Vic, about the uh, FYE Thor. So that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back on you actually getting in on this game with us. I think so, because I know since I've started listening to you guys, um, I mean, before when I saw those these little pop figures, I just... I don't know. I never could get into them, but I, I, I don't. I, and maybe it's because I just don't have my own little workspace right now. But I just, I don't know. I don't know that I could do it. I just don't know if I could bring myself to buying any of these. It just, but some of them look really cool. Like I, yeah, like I told you, I if they have uh, the bat, the battle ready Thor, like he was in the in Endgame, then I think I will end up. I would end up buying that. Yeah, absolutely. That f- figure, if, the, if that's the first one you get, that's just going to lead to a shit ton of problems yeah. down the line. Once you start, you can't stop. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm looking up some of these right now, and some of them look actually pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking at Stan Lee with an Infinity Gauntlet. Like, what the shit, man? Like, that looks awesome. Why am I... I just... I don't know, man. I, I really don't know that I can stay away from this much longer, but... Holding, I'm holding out right now. Yeah, people get crazy with those those custom ones. Mm-hmm. Um, fooled uh, me and Caleb a couple days ago. Someone made a uh, the uh, scene where the Hulk is uh, holding a taco from Endgame, and um, it literally looks so realistic. I really thought Funko was releasing it, but no, it was a custom. So yeah. they can make custom ones then. Some people do, like it's a hobby of theirs, so that uh, Stan Lee with the Infinity Gauntlet is a custom. I really wish it was a thing. Oh, that'd be so cool. So like, I see one right now, again, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this on my my end, and I see like a, looks like a movie moment of Thor thrusting uh, Stormbreaker right into Thanos, I'm guessing that's... I don't know if that's a one no. of those. Oh, that one's ones. real. Yeah, yeah, that's official. <laughs> okay, right. I was gonna say that one looks really cool. I love that one, and I yeah. have that one. Yeah, they got so like they have movie moments, which are kind of set up like that. Uh, they have 
the like the Cap versus Thanos movie moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Hulk versus Hulkbuster movie moment, which I still need. Um, in time, you'll get it. I also got the uh, Hulk smashing Loki movie moment. And that's freaking amazing. But yeah, they have um, they have different like types. They have like ones that are flocked, which have like what weird like velvet stuff on them. Yeah. Um, they have movie moments. They have like the commons, the chases, the glow in the dark ones, the ten inch. They just have like a really wide variety of different figures. When it comes to some franchises, I feel Funko milks it a little too much, but. It's all right. Yeah, which, speaking of, we got in our other... Uh, it's, this isn't really an endgame line, but we got six Walmart-exclusive, multicolored Hulks. Thanos all over again. And this is bullshit. Caleb Thanos, Thanos or not Thanos, but hell, probably. Funko knows that I am not going to go and not buy any Hulk, new Hulk figures, and they decided to screw me in the ass with six new ones, all exclusive to Walmart, and they're probably all getting released at the same time. So They usually do, because they usually have a display of them. Yeah, so freaking horse shit. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, beyond pissed. <laughs> Or you sent it to me, and I was like, please tell me that's fake. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been fine until you saw the uh, exclusive sticker. They were commons. You'd be fine. But oh. yeah, since they're exclusives, you just got a lot harder. Yep. That's exactly why I don't know that I want to get into that. I'm just... But hey, man, teach his own. I'm... Yep. And then the, other, the last line that we got is a uh, Founding Fathers line. This looks awesome. They do all. look super cool. <laughs> so we got George Washington, yep. Ben Franklin, Abraham Lincoln. I don't know the actual name of the chick that, like, in the, you know, the chick in the yellow uh, poster that's, like, flexing her arm, wearing, like, a blue. Rosie, Rosie the Riveter. Oh, that's her name. Yep, her. You learn something every day. Yeah, she's a Target exclusive. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's a Target exclusive, too, and so is Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, Uncle yeah. Sam was and then in there, too. And a, then there's uh, the... the Target exclusive movie, movie moment that has a, George... a history moment. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That thing true. actually happened. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. It is a history moment of uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware. I'm glad you said that because you could have failed me really hard. <laughs> I was hoping I actually got that right. That it sounds right. Okay. I hope it's the Delaware. <laughs> uh, Wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say crossing the river. <laughs> <laughs> My history is absolute shit. Dude, like no joke, in high school, in high school I was super shitty at history, but whenever we got into like the mythology yeah. Part of the our history classes, I freaking kicked ass. Okay, yeah, we were the complete opposite. You didn't deal with the mythology? Yeah, no, I sucked at it. <laughs> uh, history's rough. Math is the roughest, though. Yeah, maybe not sucks. for you. I mean, it's not fun, but I'm good at it. Some people find it fun. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. 
Moving on to Blu-rays, we got the Lego Movie 2 getting released this week. Yeah, which I hate that this movie underperformed. It was a pretty good movie. It's a good sequel. Have you seen it yet, Vic? I have not. I actually haven't seen any of the Lego movies, but, you know. What? I started, and it's just not its not my kind of humor. I just, I don't know. I couldn't get into him. Not even the Lego Batman movie? I couldn't. I tried. I, I really oh. did. I really did give it an honest effort. And there was even a time I was, like, donating plasma, so I was stuck there and had to watch it, and I still couldn't get into it, you know? What? Yeah. I've just lost couldn't. all faith tried. in humanity. Yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so good. Like... Okay, Lego Movie isn't nearly as good as Lego Batman. Oh, and Lego Movie Two isn't as good as the first one. Yeah, but they're still good movies. There's like there's little gems in there. Lego Ninjago is definitely the worst of the four. Let's not bring that up. It's not that bad. It's it's rough. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'll give you that. But you're you'd be terrible in a debate. I know I would. Oh, I know I would. It's like someone would just bring up a counterpoint and you'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. You win. Uh, I could just see you being like, she's really convincing. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah, well, I think that pretty much covers Adventures in Hunting. So let's move on to this week's sneak peeks where we got a really good look at it chapter two and this trailer's slightly scarring it is i feel it's like a clip and a trailer at the same time you're not wrong yeah a little bit at least for the first half yeah but i mean it's not a bad half i thought it was pretty cool mm-hmm. jessica chastain like you you told, said this earlier this is definitely her trailer yeah and there was some weird shit. So, like when the old lady like freezes with her smile after she says no one ever really dies in dairy. I'm like, the shit? Okay. Yeah. What did you think about this, Vic? I, like I said, I, I thought it was more of like a, like a movie clip. But yeah, that thing like, that freaked the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Like, but I, it made me really intrigued. Like, I really want to, I really want to see this one actually. So correct me if I'm wrong. So when she or when Beverly was in the bathroom looking and you kind of see the old lady's figure in the back, what was she doing? Was she like, I thought she was just like jumping around in excitement. Is that what you got? That's what it looked like. That's Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, once I saw that, I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm still going to I'm going to go see this in theaters oh, if yeah. I have to like I'm force myself your ass there. Yeah, cuz I saw the first one in theaters and I I need to. You do cuz I don't know, like everything the Adult Losers Club looks great in this. Like I can't wait to see this cast and see what they can do. Um and especially once again Bill Skarsgård looks like he's going to kill it as Pennywise. Especially that end with just that like smile and hello. Ugh, chills. Yeah, and it definitely looks like a movie that that should be seen. So's the first one, Vic. 
hey, I said I tried to watch it. I made the mistake of watching it with a girl, and yes, the movie did not get watched. We made out instead. It's not my fault. You could have just positioned her so you could still watch it. <laughs> yeah, but then it would I mean, it is a two-hour movie, so it would turn into a, a two-hour makeout session. But I don't know if anybody would really complain about that. Yeah, I was going to exactly. say, and the issue is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not complaining that I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, it's not like I'm not going to ever try and watch it again. Like I said, the little parts that I, the few parts that I did manage to catch and see, like, they looked really good and intriguing. However, the girl that I was making out with was also just as intriguing. <laughs> See what she did there. Apparently, she was more intriguing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, since we don't have, like, multiples to, like, to say which one we're more excited for, where on the scale are you sitting at with excitement? On a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, it's a 10. 10? Yeah, Absolutely. I'm sitting at a nine just because I am. Get out of your damn house. <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually with Caleb on that. I'm sitting at a nine, too. Like, it, it's. I would probably go see it just for the suspense and, like, that like that thrill. But, I, again, not having seen the first one, I, I, I. That's why I think I'd only put it at a nine. But the the, the trailer for it just was phenomenal. It was. Um, yeah, I'm sitting at a nine because I'm a little bitch when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> I'm offended by you, too. <laughs> offended. Dude, and we made the mistake of going with oh, yeah, Bronson and his friend uh, the, with to the first one. And I was fine throughout most of the movie. Into, like, but they jumped like a freaking shit ton, and that's what scared me. I don't think, because didn't Koi come with us too? Oh, yeah, he did too. I don't think he jumped at all. Yeah, Koi, Koi's insane. <laughs> See, it's never, it's never really like the movies that scare me. It's the people that are around me whenever I'm watching like scary movies or thrillers or anything like that. It's always their reaction. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're sitting in a group, kind of like how you're saying, it sounds like you went in the, you know, to a theater, but you're sitting next to them. But like if somebody next to me jumps, like that's what, what freaks me out more than the movie itself. Yeah. That's the exact same situation with me. Like I've watched horror movies by myself before, just a couple, not like super scary ones. But I'm usually fine until Brielle comes out of freaking nowhere. And it's like, hey, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, you can't sneak up on me like that. I'm like, you have to knock <laughs> or do something. You can't just appear. Isn't the Wear knock... a bell. <laughs> there you go. Isn't the knocking going to scare you too, though? Yeah, I was going to say the knocking would scare me. Like, if that just came out of nowhere, I, I'd prefer, like, if I had a spouse, I'd prefer them wearing a bell, at least so I know where they're at. More or less, like if I stopped hearing that bell, then I'd freak out. No, because if I start, like if she started running towards me with the bell, I would lose my shit. <laughs> so, like a a light knocking, followed by an immediate response. <laughs> knock knock. Hey, that's what I could handle. I couldn't handle just a knock knock and then just silence. I would that would make me flip. But a knock knock maniacal laugh. 
Yeah, no. Knock, knock, kick the door down. There Got you go. It. There you go. You guys are just listing a bunch of ways to make me shit my pants. It's good ideas for Halloween. <laughs> That's an easy list then, my friend. It doesn't take a whole lot to scare me. Oh yeah, no, Caleb's a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you are. You're so easy to scare. Uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so I'm sitting at a 9. Rose, you're sitting at a 10. And Vic, you're sitting at a 9. I'm sitting at a comfortable nine, yep. Sweet. Sure you guys don't want to bump it to nine and a half? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, that covers everything that we got in news. So let's say we jump to the main event. Let's do it. Sweet. It's time! Time for the main event. All right, our main event of the evening, we are going to conclude our breakdown of Avengers Endgame. So last week, when we talked about it, we only talked about the story. And that's the first time in a while we've gone through the whole story of a movie. Yeah, but it, the, the story is just amazing. It really is. So it it made sense. It deserved it. Yeah. So we still, so we set this, or we graded the story at a ninety-five, and I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that because it wasn't a perfect story, but it was damn near close. Agreed. So we still got writing to talk about, acting, character development, uh, talk about the music, the effects, the costumes, and then give it an overall genre grade to come to our final grade for this movie. All right, so first off, writing. Did you guys have any issues with the writing? Vic? Um, I don't think I necessarily had any issues. Now, I've seen the movie three times, and I think at the third time was when I kind of came to, like, to the realization of some things. I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording about, like, Gamora. Um having such like a quick change of heart. But again, I had to remind myself like that time period that she's in, that's supposed to be when guardians of the galaxy, when they introduced the guardians of the galaxy movie. And she already kind of is in that, in that phase. You know what I mean? Like she's already in that mindset that she's not going to really be helping Thanos much longer. So, and also, I guess the circumstance kind of changed things too, but, um, just little things like that. Like I said, I, I think it was just after seeing the movie more than once, more than twice, I, you know, that I kind of, uh, reconciled with some of those, I guess you could say issues that I had. Yeah. A lot of my issues were with the time travel. So there was a lot of, like, things about... So I knew the plan was to get the stones, uh, bring them to the, I guess, the present, mm -hmm. use the stones to kind of fix what Thanos did, and then take them back. But with the time travel stuff, they took them 
in different forms, or so they 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 would be returning the stones in different forms than the way than they took them. Like with Iron Man and Cap, take or getting the Tesseract from 1970, are they going to return the stone because it was the Tesseract? And then the same thing with the Mind Stone being in the Scepter. Uh, the Soul Stone, I have no idea how the Hellcap's going to return that. Well, even the even the Reality Stone, uh, I mean, that was supposed to be like a kind of like a liquid or like that ether. It's not even really a stone. Yeah, so that one I actually kind of was able to justify saying that he just has to inject it back into Jane Foster. But but what does he do? What does he tell her? Hey, this is uh, this is how gonna help you sleep. You know, and swallow this. If this you know is like I mean? the... or, what, is a, it's a suppository, I don't know. That thing was kind of a big stone. Well, <laughs> like, with Rocket, he took it out of Jane and then was able to like keep it stored, and so it, it kind of turned into like more of a stone. So I'm wondering if Jane is just going to have the weirdest day where a raccoon attacks her to <laughs> do like take the stone out and then she walks out and Captain America just like jabs her back with it. But but in the in that case like all the they were all stones. That Hulk uh or Banner has all the stones inside of that suitcase. They're all stones. Yeah, they are, huh? So I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you now on that. I actually didn't think about that until you until you mentioned it. Thanks for ruining the movie for me. Yeah, I appreciate but, you know, it. It was uh, it was good. Well, <laughs> the, the only ones that were stones were the Power Stone and the uh, Soul Stone. Uh, no, the Soul Stone and the Time Stone. Yeah, those are the like those are the three easiest ones to return. So is Cap going to re? build the Tesseract and remake Loki's Scepter or what? That's, I mean, you know, I, that's a good question. Yeah. So that's like my biggest issue with the writing is they just kind of left these open and also with like some of the time things. So with this movie is guardians of the galaxy completely different now. Because in that timeline, they never met Gamora because Gamora's, in 2023. I want to say one of the Russos touched upon that because like, I think it was Joe that said, um, because of, you know, like the whole thing with Thanos and, you know, like the five year gap and, you know, them being able to snap back what Thanos did, um, because they kind of like broke, uh, what's the word? I gotta find this quote again. Like they broke time. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, so, like, in a way, it, like, affects, like, all plots, but at the same time, it doesn't? So, you think that it's it's the main plot, but then, it, like, all these, like, little sub-plots have been, or these, like, what are, what is it? Like, these, like, what the, the ancient one was afraid of. Yeah. The, the branches kind of went off. So, there's a branch where... The Guardians never met Gamora because that Gamora went back and or jumped in the main. Yeah, timeline. because you got to think like when Cap, you know, okay. comes back as old, it's like okay, well, so then he never became an Avenger. Like, so did like the Avengers never happen? 
Yeah, I mean that that you know even after the first time I saw that you know seeing and realizing even as soon as he went back in time and they're you know banners counting him down to bring him back I'm thinking he's not going to come back he's going to stay in the 40s and he ends up doing that and my thought went straight to he just effed up the entire you know he just effed up all of that timeline just like uh, the ancient one said you know just because he took he put the stones back he himself didn't come back to the present he stayed back and he uh, altered time so, so what if and, we're at the end of Endgame, we're not following the main, the like the main branch of reality anymore. We're at the reality where Cap went back in time. I mean, it. it I I would imagine so, because that that's how I would that's how I would interpret that. He he didn't stay. If he would have come back when he was supposed or like he was supposed to, that's to say that would say that you know all of what happened to him in. Captain America, the first Avenger, actually happened versus him staying back. He stayed. He got married. You know, I, I don't, it, he doesn't say that he had any children. But, I mean, you know, that that's, you know, I, I would just imagine, you know, he just had a normal life with, with, with his wife. And, it, yeah, I can't imagine that, uh, you know, life is any is the same anymore. There is, so there's like different forms of like time travel. The Back to the Future like form of time travel is that he goes back in time and can change stuff, but it affects the present. There is a, I don't recall any movies that do this that I've seen, but then there's the form where you go back and change something and it branches off and then it you're like a different reality like what the ancient one explained that would be like a butterfly effect yes kind of and 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 i don't know if you saw that movie i think after i had mentioned it in one of my past shows um i think you i think you said you watched it but anyways it um yeah that one stars Ash. It's a movie called The Butterfly Effect, starring Ashton Kutcher, and he's able to go to certain events of his life after reading journal entries, um, and he can go and he can. I mean, there's a scene where like he uh, he's in prison, and he's trying to prove to his in or his cellmate that you know he can he can go in the past and change, you know his the future, and so he goes and he's in he reads a journal entry where he's in a classroom and he like stabs his hands and he has these scars now on his hands and you know the cellmate he's this hispanic dude and he's like holy crap dude it's stigmata you know and um you know but that's a smaller one i mean he's still in the same situation but he goes back to other points of his life where like you said it just totally branches off and like completely different reality yeah, so that's more of a like a Back to the Future kind of thing where he just goes back and like changes something, and then that kind of just appears on his body. This is more like a brand like different dimensions that you can travel to in a way. Right. And then the third one, which I think is what they're trying to go for in Endgame, is more like a Doctor Who kind of form of time travel. 
they had this whole episode with Weeping Angels, where the Doctor received... Where it's kind of like a loop. This girl gets this... Um, this vid- or these videos from the doctor and he's just talking like utter nonsense so he's just talking about this stuff and she's just like what the hell and then eventually she talks to this point where she like starts to communicate with this video and then she asks a question he answers it and then it's it's basically like this thing already happened so whatever so it's kind of like a um yeah, so, like, she, she communicates with this thing, or with this video that she gets from the doctor of how to stop these weeping angels, and she, like, starts asking questions, and then she writes down everything that she's saying and that he's saying, and then at the end, he says, all right, that's all I have, blah, 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 and then she continues on with her day, like, after the whole, like, she fixes everything, is, like, saves every thing and whatever she runs into the doctor and goes and hands him this book of like the the transcript of what happened with her and then he like so it's kind of like a loop just kind of the same things happening so my theory if this is how they wanted to do endgame is that the old or so the cap that went back in time is the husband that Peggy Carter was talking about in that video in Winter Soldier. That she goes, or so that he goes back, lives his life, but he gets to witness all these events happening again. He gets it, but he, from that perspective, and who better to keep a secret like that than Peggy frickin' Carter? Yeah. And and that that also raises the question. I mean, how, if he never became an Avenger, how did he get the shield? Yeah, like that could have just been the shield that he went back with. Or wait, did he go back with the shield? He didn't. No, no he did. He didn't no, have the shield. He only Thor's had Hammer. Mjolnir. He only had Mjolnir and uh, and the stones. Yep. Didn't Tony say he had like three more? No, he only had the one. No, he said no. I didn't bring enough for the whole group. Yeah. He only had the one, and it got smashed to shit by Thanos. Huh. Maybe he had another one made. Well, I mean, keep in mind, he went back in time, so that shield is not, like, it's... That one's still, you know, made. That's weird. Uh, All I know is the Russos need to come out with Endgame.5 to explain all this shit. Yeah, no kidding. So, so, I mean, I actually... (laughs) Now that you mention that, though, that... That makes sense. That really does make sense because I remember the first time I watched Endgame, I'm hearing Falcon telling him, like, you know, I think it's weird I have to live in a world without Captain America. And my thought was was just like what what you said, Rose, was like, hey, he never became an Avenger, so that means the world never had Captain America. That was my initial thought. But then when he gives him the shield, I'm like, well, hold on. That means he was Captain America. So the world had Captain America, and I think he meant – I think what Falcon meant was like now he's got to keep living and there is no Captain America. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean he had Captain America as one of his best friends there, and now he has to live without him kind of thing because uh, he's an old man. And 
probably can't do any of the stuff that he did when he was young. I mean, he's still right, but can't be on his left um, anymore. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I actually could get on board with that, Caleb, about kind of going into a loop. Yeah. So, like, what if, like, this? My whole thing is, what if he goes back in time, puts all the stones back? However, the hell that he does that. <laughs> Like, wasn't it said that the Asgardians made the Tesseract? So he could have just gone back that far and been like, hey, fix this. <laughs> like, for all we know, but whatever. So he go like, so that could be the, the thing. He goes back in time and is with Peggy, but there's also frozen Captain America in the ice. Like, if Peggy was still alive when they found Captain America... In the ice, she, yeah, if she w- would have found him in the ice, she would have been there. But she was like too old to like go and actually like see him. So she honestly could have like because she had like a Alzheimer's in Winter Soldier, right? Okay, so if she had that, what if she just kind of forgot everything, and then that's when. Steve, old Steve, or like Endgame Steve, knew that he had to to leave because that's when his past self started visiting Peggy, and then he knows exactly when Endgame or when past Captain America goes into the past and starts living his life. So he knows exactly when to end up on that park bench. Some trippy shit. Right it here. is some trippy You're shit. Hurting my head. <laughs> I, I mean, ultimately, I saw it as this. I mean, this was just maybe this was me taking the easy way out with you know not digging into this so much right off the bat. But I saw it as the MCU opening up a door for them to start introducing more Marvel characters for future movies. I've already read and done research that they're. There's already uh, talk of X-Men movies, you know, reboots. So, I mean, there it, it isn't out of the question to say that Captain America going back in time and staying back may have, may have effed all of that stuff up, but opened up doors for X-Men to start coming in. Maybe to introduce another Wolverine. Hopefully they don't because... I don't. I can't think of anyone other than huge Jackman to go in there as, as a wolf, as Wolverine. And so, but I mean, I that that may have been me taking the easy way out, just saying, you know what, they're just opening that door, because no, and I know this show is all about, you know, there's a spoil alert on this show, but if you haven't seen the Spider-Man trailer yet, I mean, open up a freaking IMDb and like look at it. Or look it up on YouTube, but even Peter Parker on there talking, having some kind of interaction with, uh, with Nick Fury. He mentions like he asks the question. Now I don't know because we don't see anything more than what the trailer shows us. But there's talk of a multiverse. So, I mean, who's to say that something like that after the snap didn't happen? So Endgame very well could have started the multiverse. It it very well could have, and I I know. And from what I've read, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is like the end of Phase 
four. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, phase four. So that so Endgame isn't exactly the. Oh end. wait, no, sorry, no, it's the end of phase three. Phase three. Okay, thank you. So yeah. it's sorry. Uh, so Spider Man, I get uh, Far From Home is supposed to be like the end of that. If I read that correctly. No, so I mean, I believe you're right. Yeah, so think there's very there's, well a world. So there's more to the so there's more to the story. We probably don't won't even get these answers until June second when or July uh, not June second July second. I was like June second. It's getting released early. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. July second. Um, you know when when Far From Home comes out. No, I'd be very excited about that if it was coming out early. There's very much. We may be living in a world where the different suits in Spider-Man Far From Home are different Spider-Men. Uh, you know what? That My brain just freaking exploded. <laughs> and in comes Tobey Maguire towards the end of yes. that show. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, and there's a... Uh, no. This is a multiverse. No, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Um, oh my gosh, live action Spider-Ham. Yes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm i kind of holding out and waiting for Far From Home to come out because I feel like we're going to get more of those answers from that, it being the end of that whole phase. So I'm not taking Endgame right now anyways as the end of that chapter. I'm waiting for Spider-Man to come out because from what I've read and researched, that's supposed to be like the closing of that whole chapter. Okay. You know, him bringing up that movie made me realize we forgot to talk about that trailer. Remember it was released Monday? Oh my <laughs> hell. Whoops. That one's a 10. Let me just say that right now. Good job, guys. We're, We're so, so dumb. dumb. <laughs> We're going to have to give it a little more. Well, we actually gave it enough talking through. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Getting back on track. Writing. Yeah. I'm sitting at a 90 because of all the time. Yeah, shit. now that you guys like have put that in my head, yeah, I'm sitting at a 90 as well. What are you thinking? I, I want to give it. And there's, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about the writing. Okay. I want to give it a. I want to give it like a ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Hear me out on this. A ninety-seven, because it was, and and I don't know if you've caught any of this, but they did a lot of. Um, they threw in a lot of foreshadowing into this movie, and it was stuff that again I I love I love when a movie can throw like some foreshadowing in and be very subtle and 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 like about it. Um, it even and and what I like is that the foreshadowing for Endgame, it, I guess you could say predates to Infinity War. You can almost tell, like you don't realize it until you've watched Endgame that Tony Stark's gonna die. I didn't. I mean, like you know, before the movie even came out, everybody's like wondering, oh, Captain America's gonna die, or or you know, um, uh, Tony Stark's gonna die, and and. You know, once I once I saw the movie more than a few times, you know, there's the there's the scene where Tony Stark he pulls in to uh, you know Avengers headquarters right there, and uh, he meets Steve Rogers, and they're talking, and then you know, 
he's saying, all right, you know, I, I figured it out. I figured out how to, how to, you know, map, um, you know, time travel. So here's the plan. You know, we go get the stones, do this. And, you know, that's the plan and try not to die in the process. And I didn't catch that at first because it's just Tony Stark just being him. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how that's his personality. He's kind of really like quick and witty. And so I didn't think anything of that. You go back to Infinity War and when he gets stabbed with his own blade by Thanos, the one thing Thanos tells him is, you know, with whatever's left of humanity, I hope they remember you. And let's be real, everybody is going to remember Tony Stark, even, you know, everyone is. I am. And let's even go back to the first Avengers film with Steve Rogers telling him, you know, that he's somebody that is not willing to do any kind of self-sacrifice. Now, thinking that is him going up and, um, you know, uh, uh, taking that that missile up into, uh, like, where all the, what are those, whatever, those aliens, the Chitari yep. are coming yeah. from, like, we're thinking, oh, that's what he's talking about. But I'm looking at that as, I mean, yeah, he self, like he was willing to do some self-sacrifice, but the real sacrifice was right there, pulling on that gauntlet. I mean, there has been like foreshadowing for this for Tony Stark's big sacrifice, you know, for a long time, and I think that is awesome. I mean, if a movie can can sell me on that, I'm like. I I'm sitting at a 97 with that. That's why I really think the writing was great with that. I'm giving you this, you know, yeah, the time travel was a little eh. Well, I but think again, you're looking think... at the writing of the entire <laughs> MCU. Like we're talking just this just Endgame. Just Endgame. I mean, I I still I still uh, cuz there's I like a I, like, like you brought up a whole lot of like with Iron Man the a lot of like his whole like you wouldn't be the one to lay down your life on the line that was more growth throughout the MCU which we're going to get to in character development because in character development I think we should look over the the character as a whole but in writing that's movie specific then it does kind of maybe like a 95 I I I would I would settle with a ninety five. If you guys are willing to meet up, you know, move, meet me in the middle of that, I'd be happy with a ninety five. I I think the writing was good. Again, I think they're trying to just keep things open for them to start introducing more more Marvel characters. Like you said, Caleb, those could be different Spider Men from different universes, multiverses. Well, that's just assumption at this point, but that's because that's Spider-Man Far From Home. In Endgame overall, I'm still sitting at a 90, guys. Yeah, just be like the time travel stuff was a little like wonky. I'll give you that. Maybe like a 92, 93? I can give you a 93. Yeah, meet me at like a 92, 93. I can agree with Rose on that. Okay, I can do 92. Okay. Okay, okay. I'd be happy with that. 
Okay. Don't make me get. I'm gonna get the Pawn Stars in here and have them really start <laughs> making some deals on this. All right, moving on to acting. Uh, the ones that we're going to cover are Iron Man, played by Robert Downey Jr., Captain America, played by Chris Evans, uh, Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, Hulk, played by Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Hawkeye played by Jeremy Renner, Black Widow played by Scarlett Johansson, Ant-Man played by Paul Rudd, Rocket Raccoon played or voiced by It's not a raccoon, it's just Rocket. Okay, Rocket voiced by Bradley Cooper, War Machine played by Don Cheadle, Nebula played by Karen Gillan. Gillian? It's Gillan. Gillan? I want to say it's Gillan. Okay. And Thanos Played by Josh Brolin, and then we have our group of others that we're going to go over, which are Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, Star-Lord, Chris Pratt, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow. This is really testing me. <laughs> I'm ho- I'm wi- I'm just hoping you're gonna slip up on one. Akoya, I'm not even gonna yeah, try. Yeah, I, I can't fault you for that with one. Her name. It's an awesome name slip though. Slip up. <laughs> Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie. The Ancient One, played by Tilda Swinton. Uh, Frigga, played by Rene Russo. Valkyrie, played by. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, uh, uh. Gosh damn it. You just hit me, Rose. I want to say it's Tessa Thompson, isn't it? Ah, damn it, it is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, Korg, played by Taika Watiti, and Gamora, played by Zoe Zeldana. Damn it, I was so good. <laughs> you really were. Right. Some of those oh, I didn't even actually know. Impressive. I forgot who played the ancient impressive. one for a minute. Okay, <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna do the Iron Man through Thanos that I listed uh, for acting, and then we're just gonna group together the more minor characters into one. Okay. So with the main characters, did you say that we're grading them on just Endgame or the whole character throughout the MCU? Character development, we're gonna do. Throughout the MCU, okay. acting was just going to be just end game. Okay, yeah, got it. So first off, Robert Downey as Iron Man. This I feel was one personally one of his best performances. I completely agree. This is like Oscar worthy. It is. It totally is. I almost. I'm ready to give him a hundred. I am. T- I think are. he deserves it. Vic. Yeah, give that man an Oscar. Uh, I'd say a hundred with him. All um, right, let's do it. One of his it. greatest performances. All right, let's give that man an All Bros Oscar. There's actually a, a bunch of fans, fans, and the Russo brothers are uh, trying to, you know, get him recognized and hopefully in the lineup for an Oscar for this film. Let's make it freaking happen. Yes. Yeah, he deserves it. Okay. Chris Evans is Captain America, and so this I is just acting, this. right? Just acting. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I loved him too. I feel uh, he didn't really have as many lines as like he has had in like past movies. I feel, but yeah, more than he did in Infinity War. That's true. Well, I feel like everyone <laughs> did, considering like the cast was cut more than in half. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, I he was fantastic. But he's fantastic in any movie that he's Captain America. Yeah. Was he Robert Downey level though? Uh, I don't know that I would give him that much credit. Uh, I I would I would say for me personally, I'd give him between a ninety five and a ninety seven in his acting. If we're just going based on acting, I, I'd give him somewhere around there. But I I think that uh, yeah, I don't think he's at Robert Downey level. I'd give him a ninety seven. I'm sitting yeah. at a ninety five. Can you meet so, us in the middle of 96? I can do 96. Okay. Okay. 96. All right. Next, we got Chris Hemsworth Thor. You can tell he had a blast doing this. He had an oh, amazing yes. time, and it shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I loved him as much as in this one as I did in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So he was played more as a comedic role. And I was a little irritated with it at first, but after the second watch, it really just kind of fits. It does. I Yeah. Like, with what they did with Thor Ragnarok, it does not come out of nowhere. No, it doesn't. Which I feel if this is the Thor that they would have... If they would have given us more serious Thor in Thor Ragnarok, given us Infinity War, and then given us this Thor, I would have been, like, blindsided by that. Which I still kind of was. Yeah. And he he was I mean like he still had his funny moments even from like the first Thor but I mean yeah I, I agree I think he you can tell he had a lot of fun with this it's definitely not something that was like you said it, it wasn't um, I don't know it wasn't just out of the blue kind of thing because I know uh, Chris Hemsworth came out and said that after uh, Age of Ultron he didn't really think Thor could go anywhere but I. In a way, I feel Taika Waititi—he didn't recreate the character, but I feel like he actually like gave him character development, which I think oh, Thor yeah. was definitely lacking. He was. Thor, even in the comics, is just kind of bland. I don't want to say bland, yeah. Yeah. So I'm fine that Thor is different in the MCU than he is in the comics. I think it works in mm-hmm. their favor. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're. It, at least from what we've seen, it seems like they're going to continue his story on. And I'm really I really hope he that. becomes a guardian, please. Oh, like, come on. They, He's an Asgardian. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the Russos, the Russo brothers, they, they haven't confirmed yet that he will be part of the guardians of the galaxy. Um, and I don't know how many more films he has, uh, signed with them with, or for, the MCU, but he has come out and said that he will play Thor as often and as much as they will use him. Yes. I yeah. I want to thank Chris Hemsworth on the air for making his or for making Thor's body type way more realistic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally cosplay as him. Right? Hell yeah, I mean, Cam. <laughs> I feel more confident now going up to girls now if I want to go, like, ladies. <laughs> you know, like, I'm feeling a little more confident after seeing that. Melted ice cream is the new look, guys. It's the new look. 
now I can tell people I have the body of Thor. Yep. <laughs> Not Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> but <laughs> Thor. Yeah, see, look at that. We were ahead of the game, guys. I mean, that's that's really. <laughs> oh. I, for for his acting, I I really I want to give him maybe like a ninety-five. That's what I'm yeah, sitting at I, too. I mean, if anybody suggested more, I would be willing to go up because I think he did a great job uh, in this movie. If he but does, I, I, I feel sorry. comfortable giving him a ninety-five. If he does join Volume Three, I'm very interested to see what James Gunn will do with his character. I bet James oh, yeah. Gunn is just giddy. Yeah, You're right. Like, Thank you <laughs> for giving me Thor. Right. Uh this is going to be you, one. I, oh, sorry. I love. No, you're good. I I loved his battle ready, the battle ready look for him right there. I mean, the beard was all like braided up. You know, his hair went to dreads almost. I mean, even the armor. Like, I was. I I went to go see the movie for the first time with my cousin, and I was asking him like, when he, you know, you see the storm coming, like he's getting ready. I'm like. Oh man, I wonder if he's. I asked my cousin, like I whispered to him, I go, I wonder if he's gonna have abs, like if he's all of a sudden gonna be, like, ripped again. But then he still has like a gut in the armor, like the <laughs> armor just kind of like, it 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 reshaped itself to fit him. You know, I was like, oh, that is awesome. Like he looks like a what I would think a Viking would look like. Because I don't think a Viking was just all ripped. I think they had some gut to them. You know what I mean? I was like, now there. There is a god I could follow right here <laughs> in the battle. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't really got anything else to say about Thor other than I freaking loved him. Yeah, I don't either. He was amazing. Well, let's talk about someone I didn't love as much. This is gonna be bad. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Hulk. Professor freaking Hulk. I'd say a hundred. <laughs> I no, you can go Vic. jump in a creek, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when, when me and Caleb saw this, I don't think I've ever heard someone let out the biggest sigh. Like his <laughs> sigh was just so loud when you see him at the diner table with the Black Widow, Ant Man, and Cap. Oh, like, my, oh my goodness! I'm surprised some people weren't looking around. The, now the first the moment, time... oh, the sorry. moment I saw that, I knew, I just knew Caleb was gonna have some issues with this. I just knew it. <laughs> oh, I had issues. <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> What's disappointing in this? I feel like they killed off the Hulk. They kind of yeah, did. I way. mean. Another thing that's come out is that uh, the Hulk's status at the end of, uh, or his state at the end of the film is permanent. That's bullshit! <laughs> no, Hulk's uh, healing factor rivals that of of Wolverine. Infinity Stones? No. No? No, he's taken... These are... These, these are someone's blasted yeah, a hole through end. Hulk's body, and he's healed from that. These are the Infinity Stones that, according to the MCU, creates what we know to be reality. He should be able to heal from it still. Thanos doesn't have a healing factor. It's understandable that he was kind of weak, like weakened a ton. Iron Man is it just a normal human being. Yes, he died. Hulk 
Spoiler alert. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even, Rose. <laughs> Not while I'm ranting. <laughs> no, but Hulk has a healing factor. He, like, yes, I feel it would have been good for him to be out of commission for the rest of the battle. Or at least be fighting with the one hand that's jacked up. But by the end of it, by like the funeral, he should his arm should have been fine. Or at least getting yeah. better. Or like in a cast um, instead of a sling still. And and I agree with you about that with like even with Thanos um being weakened. And 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 he didn't get that way until he tried to destroy the stones, really. I mean he was kind of weak, but his arm wasn't all like messed up like the Hulk's was. Um Yeah, why do I feel like Hulk took a bigger hit? I I so, feel that, I mean, and if I understood this wrong, correct me. Um, aside from being a titan, I mean, he was kind of like a, almost like a god or like an eternal, wasn't he? He's uh, in the comic, as far as the comics go, which is why he's able to would would be able to even wield the stones. So he's with, not. He's not an eternal. He's not just a. He's not just a titan, though. You know what I mean? Like I know he is, but he's not. That's not. Yeah, he's like a. So from what I understand, like so from what I understand, Thanos is a titan, but he's a genetically enhanced titan. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it is. How it's written in the comics. They didn't really get into that in these movies. So, it, like honestly, he could just be a titan in the in these but yeah he's gen- a genetically enhanced titan uh he's not an eternal eternals are ancient humans that were experimented on by i think the kree like ancient kree so like ego uh no uh ego is a ego, celestial he- there you go okay then that's what i'm thinking that's it, it i'm i'm thinking wrong the celestials I think are the ones that created the Eternals. The Eternals are ancient humans that were tested on and experimented on by celestials trying to create like a perfect human. And then they just kind of became their own race. It's kind of like the Inhumans a little bit, but the Eternals are a little bit more powerful. And then they became what we know as the Greek gods like Hercules and Zeus and all of them. Or even even like Odin, right? I mean, Odin would have been no, Odin's Asgardian. I don't think he's... But I mean, I think he gets thrown in. Like, if you read the Infinity Gauntlet comic, I think he there's a there's a part where it has the Eternals. If I, I think it's the Eternals or the Celestials, one of those. But they have all the different um, gods, like, from different, uh, different sects. And I think Odin is counted in one of those. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've read that one. I'll have to do um, some research on that. But anyways, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Sorry, I, keep, I keep taking you guys off of off topic. Um, so the first time I w- watched this, I hated everything about him. <laughs> I felt like he killed the Hulk. Like the only times that I was ever happy with Hulk being on screen is when he with the Avengers or during 2012. That was the only time I was ever happy with Hulk being on screen. 
every other time I would I hated it. Not but... even in Sokovia at the end of Age of Ultron. What? What in uh, Endgame? I think he's he's saying in Endgame when they show. Yeah, that was the only time Hulk. I was happy oh, with sorry. Hulk. Sorry, yeah. I thought for a second I thought you were talking about all the MCU. I'm no, sorry. I'm just talking when they went back to 2012. Okay, all right. that was the only time I was ever happy with. Um, so I have two separate questions then. This okay. one is for – so am I – is this too harsh? This one is for, for you, Rose. Is this too harsh to give him an 85? And this one is for you, Caleb. Is that being too generous giving him an 85? <laughs> I don't know how to – I mean I'd have to phrase that question differently depending on who I'm asking. But Okay, I, so I, I am actually – I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Please. As much as I disliked – what they did with the character the second time i watched it i was trying to just focus solely on how well that their acting was and mark ruffalo's wasn't up to par with thor's or captain america's but i do feel that it was good i am sitting at a 90 with him wow yeah i'd have to agree yeah, I feel like uh some like a lot of his comedic stuff was a little weak. I don't think Mark Ruffalo is a very good comedic actor. But when he was like Candy. talking serious, talking shop and everything, that's when I feel he did his best work. Like I like one of the uh, his outstanding scenes for me is when he was in New Asgard talking to Thor. Yes, that was a really great. I completely scene. agree. Yeah, how he mentions I like, agree. yeah, he said not he saved him, but he helped him through hard times before. Yeah, okay. That like I, that's you know an what? outstanding you... scene for me. I I agree with you. I I consider consider me convinced. Then I'd I'd say a ninety would actually be a good, fair score for him. What are you thinking, Rose? I agree. Ninety. All right, ninety. It is. All right, next we got Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. 100. <laughs> I do think that he is up there with on the acting scale with Thor and Cap. Yes. So I'm I'm strongly considering 95 for him. Uh can we can we say like 97? 97. Whoa. Is, is is Rose Rose were you serious about the 100? No, I I was kind of just threw it out as a joke, but yeah, I'm fine he, with ninety. He has a Hawkeye hard on. <laughs> so knows I know that, but I I, mean, <laughs> I I think I think he did actually a great job in this film. Um, it it this is one of the few movies that actually brought me to tears. Uh, Infinity War was the most most recent one that did but that scene with him and scarlett johansson to get the the soul stone i mean that got to me um i'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now i i i think he deserves a very good score i mean maybe he wasn't like you know, he wasn't like a, a main focus like Captain America might have been or even Robert Downey Jr., but given the screen time that he had and how much how much focus they gave him, I think I think he deserves like a pretty high score. 
I feel that acting from both of them in just that scene is just the strongest I've seen from oh, yeah. either from of them. them at you feel, all. You yeah. feel a con- you feel a genuine connection with mm-hmm. them because they are supposed. That's them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. You feel it. Even the opening uh, with him with his kids and his wife. I I bought Jeremy Renner as a dad that's been doing this for years now. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better if they were all playing tag. Him and his family. That would that would have been amazing. I would have really Call appreciated back. that. <laughs> They're playing archery tag. Yeah. Twist exactly. on it. Yeah. I really cannot express enough how much I love the scene between Hawkeye and Black Widow. Like, you knew when they were chatting about what needed to happen yeah. that they were talking about themselves going right. off. And I liked how this, like, it. they never outright outright said this but you remember back in the first avengers the conversation black widow was having with loki talking about how she met barton and saying that she had so much red on her ledger and she he was supposed to go there to take her out but he made a different call and she says she made that comment the like i don't know how i'd ever repay him she did in this like that was her repayment for that call because he was in the same situation he was out doing like being a vigilante in a in not a great way and he felt that he was like an unredeemable but ended up making it like she made a different call than him yeah so it just kind of came full Which circle and that's that's more of a development thing than yeah. an acting thing, but I feel. But just in that scene alone, just like seeing them like fight over who gets to commit suicide <laughs> is just so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's rough. So I think all of us are in agreement with ninety-five for Renner. Yeah, yeah, I can I can get on board with that. I would agree. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, this kind of just goes in line because we've been talking about her too, Black Widow. I don't know if I want to give her the same score or maybe bump it up a little bit. Bump it up? Just a little bit. You think she did better than Renner? Because she was the one to make the ultimate Yeah, but this Okay, is you're acting. giving you're giving it to Sorry. Widow. You're not giving it to Johansson. Yeah. Sorry, damn it. Uh I would Yeah, it might be the same then. This move so I've I would, heard a I would bunch of some, complaints. I would Sorry, I, I wouldn't I, say the same. Okay, Sorry, guys, I don't know how much lag there is between here and there, but are <laughs> you good? I I wouldn't say the same score. I would say maybe just slightly lower, like just a point or two. That's where I'm sitting that, too. I, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm at least ninety four. I don't know. I feel her, especially like. When she's in the Avengers compound and she's just the look on Johansson's face when Don Cheadle, uh, War Machine says, you know, like, you don't want to see what Barton's been doing. You just see tears just running down her face. She's just like, please find him. Just just seeing like, I don't know, just like the little moments in her acting that she does in this movie. Like, I think they're on the same level. <sighs> you bastard. <laughs> I think you convinced right. me. Yeah. 95? Yeah, son of a 
hit Trows. Yes. <laughs> I think oh. that's the first time I've ever convinced. No, either. it's not. Oh, it's, oh it isn't? Oh. Not me. It's I not. mean, it's probably the first time for him. <laughs> okay, good point. Uh, Alright, next we got Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. I loved him in this. Oh, I did too. He was fantastic. I did too. I there. So, I think the most powerful scene from him, because he was playing more in a comedic role the rest of the time, but the best scene... That stands out to me is when he sees Cassie all grown up. I would have to. I feel it's that scene, and yeah. also when they go talk to uh, Tony, and he's just like, you know, a lot of people lost people they love. I lost someone I love, and now that we have a chance to get it all back, you're telling me you don't want to do it? Just his acting alone in there is actually very powerful to me as well. Yeah, that was a I brilliant mean, scene too. I even like when he's going to the monuments and running. I mean, like they're looks like some genuine i don't want to say fear but i mean i guess you can call it that that he's going to see cassie's name on there i I completely agree for i mean yeah i i honestly i kind of want to give him the same as scarlett johansson and um you know on this one uh scarlett johansson and jeremy renner i really do want to give him like probably the same score that's where i'm sitting yeah me too I think the scene with Cassie, the way that he is able to portray sadness but just joy at the same time was just incredible. Completely agree. Like, you could tell that he was happy that he was seeing Cassie. Like, there was like a, a whole lot of shit that was going on in that scene. Yeah. First, it was the recognition that he realized it was Cassie. Then he was like sad to see her all grown up but then happy that he's with her like all of that happened in like one single moment and paul rudd his face pulled that off incredibly so yeah i'm beyond happy giving him a 95 me too all right all right rocket voiced by bradley cooper um i feel Bradley Cooper did great with what he was given in I, this. I think he did too. But I mean, he always does with Rocket. Like I've never had, I've never seen him give a bad performance as Rocket. There's like his some of his delivery is off for me a like, little bit. Like, like what parts? So, just whenever he's be- making a joke, his serious moments, like when he was talking to Thor yeah. about everything, like th- those moments felt very genuine. It's just whenever he's making a joke that feel like, yeah off. outer space he's like a puppy do you want to go to space little puppy yeah like, like that, that scene yeah. <laughs> that scene I, was just kind of like okay come on yeah that that was one where I was like eh, eh. that that kind of did just come out of nowhere I, yeah I did not I don't know I I would have to agree with you guys on that yeah so I'm um, sitting at like a ninety. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. That's probably the highest that I would give him, too, yeah. Okay, Don Cheadle's War Machine. Uh, I think for what he was given, too, like just what he had, I would be willing to give him about a 90, and I think I can honestly be talked up still. Um, I'm sitting I at a 90. I his interaction. I am, too. I mean, yeah. I... I, I Honestly, I'm happy with that. I think that he had a good interaction with uh, with Nebula. 
you know, like I said, just the scenes that he had where it's him, I'd, I'd be willing to give him a 90. I thought he did really great. The pairing of them was a great decision. Yeah. I'm surprised how well that worked. Did you guys notice his suit change? Yep. It was like red, white, and blue at the end. Iron Patriot. Yeah, what was... Where was that? Yeah, I want to know where the hell he got that armor. I'd like to know how the hell he got out of the... Oh, obviously Ant-Man busted him out. But where did he he get the freaking armor? Because when the buildings collapsed on them and Rocket stuck underneath some debris... Uh, he like is talking to his suit, and he's like, "Can't it be? Can't it be?" And it like it ejects him out of the suit, basically, and he's crawling. But yeah, it never. I mean, they shows are, how he gets that. I mean, they are at Avengers Tower, so I'm sure he had did have some suits stored there. Yeah, but that place got right. blown the hell up. But also, <laughs> I mean, Tony had those things so that they were kind of like in sync with who they're for you know what i mean like even with spider-man's suit that's... you know it, it kind of like is adaptive to him and same thing with tony's suits even his older ones i mean they kind of would just you know you, you go back to the one that he had it in the suitcase and he like shoots it out or it like shoots out and 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 you know it comes i mean i would imagine there was something like that there amongst the debris but i don't know where he would have gotten it yeah, apparently Iron like Man plans for everything. Drown. Yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously, though. Hey, man, that's why he got 100 on this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we sitting at a 90 with him? I'd say so. Yeah, I'd be happy with a 90. All right, Nebula. I feel this was Karen Gillan's one of her best performances as Nebula. She was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I feel her performance as 2014 nebula was a little weak but her 2023 nebula was incredible yeah yeah and i feel that just is a testament to how good of an actress she is like yes they seemed they were they felt very different Mm -hmm. and there were a couple things with like the overall acting but she did incredible with with what I'm assuming is how she was written. So I'm, I don't want to give her a full 95, but I don't want to give her a 90. Either. I don't either. Yeah. 93, 92. I'm sitting at a 92. Okay. 92. 92. Okay. All right. And then Thanos. I'll f- Josh. I wish she would have gotten more to do in this movie. I feel like, yeah, but then it would have been his movie again. I know, yeah. Infinity War I, is definitely Thanos' movie. I mean, I I totally disagree. I think that he had, once once they introduced him, I think he just did, again, a phenomenal job. And also just, I don't know, that's, that's just my own humble opinion. Um, no, I completely agree. Like, with what... Everything that like Josh Brolin was given, he once again blew it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked his switch from it being like how he said like in all the times of being like a ruler, nothing's ever been personal to me. But it, now you guys pissed me off. Like he's gonna yeah, enjoy and I'm, it in this all time. my years like, of in all my years of conquest. 
uh what was it it was like never once was it personal uh, yeah 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 but this time i'm gonna actually enjoy it i really am yeah i'm just like oh damn (laughs) what 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 was the line he says like uh you know uh the people still around will realize that it's a wonderful perfect place to live and then cap's like um i want to see he's like you're talking about like a monarchy or I can't remember what Cap says. He, no, so he, he's talking about destroying. He says it's because uh, what he's saying is that he's gonna just shred the entire universe to the last atom and then rebuild it with new life, uh, not knowing that what was lost because they'll only know that what was given. So they'll be grateful, and that's when Cap says, you know, that's all out of blood, or you know, spilt blood or bloodshed, and he's like, they won't know it. Yeah, because you won't be around to tell them. Yeah, because you won't be around to tell them. Okay, yeah, thank you for correcting me on that, Vic. So that begs the question, (laughs) for me, if, like, let's, like, that doesn't solve an overpopulation problem, Thanos. (laughs) That fixes that, no, like, everyone around is gone, but that doesn't make you a benevolent ruler or a, a god or anything like that. That just makes you an asshole that everyone's that no one knows. Like, hey, but I, I destroyed the he's... universe. Look You're at welcome. me. And then they're gonna be like, Who are you? And he's like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm dead too. I mean, he's not exactly looking for I mean, I don't think he, I, at least I don't. I don't see him I don't think he's really looking for the recognition exactly, but mostly just like you know, because he is dead set on there is too many people on this earth, or not on the earth, but like there's too many beings in this universe. We gotta, you know, chop that in half. I think he's still wanting to like bring that number down, or at least like bring it up to just half of what there is. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the Infinity Stones. He can do whatever he has set in his mind, but I mean, I I don't know. I I just no, that's a good point. Because, I mean, like, after the snap, he doesn't, like, go around, like, gloating. He actually just goes right to his own little spot that he knows what he did was right, but he doesn't yeah. really care if anybody thanks him. I really liked it, how he got to see someone chop his head off, and he was still, like, still destiny fulfilled. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit. He, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't try and stop that. He doesn't think of like think like I need to stop this like from happening, like me dying. He just knows like he tells like I did it. Obviously, like some in their timeline or in their reality, I did it. I did what I set out to do, and like you know, this is a testament to that. And he's just proud of that. He doesn't care that he dies. Like you said, that's destiny, and that's destiny fulfilled. Yeah, the only it, the only reason he gets involved at all is because he f- figures out that they're planning to bring everyone back. Mm-hmm. So he's like, they're right. gonna undo what I just did. Like these Hell assholes. No. <laughs> well, like, not only that, but instead of him having to go and get the stones individually, they're gonna get them all for him yeah. in one spot. Very true. Yeah. So what are we thinking with Thanos? Because oh, I think man. he was good, but I don't think he was nearly as good as he was in Infinity War. He wasn't. 
Um, but he didn't have as much time. I mean, you see Thanos right at the beginning in true. Infinity War. I I think you know, like like you said, Infinity War was like his movie. Basically, he's shown a lot throughout that film. Yes. This one, you don't see him until almost halfway through. That's a good point. I, I feel mean, like... if we're just because with when the way that you guys judge the acting, you're good, you're going off of what they're given, and I I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, he wasn't I'm, given a lot, but I feel like his acting was just as good as it was in Infinity War. So ninety five. I I I'm actually happy with the ninety five, and I was thinking that exact number. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um. Then our final one that we're gonna. Well, we actually already did cover this. Um. Was the the rest of everyone else? Uh, we got. 13 people that we I f- we feel made the biggest impact um but just didn't get enough to go over their acting and we came to a total score of 76.5 with them which is really going to jack up this curve but yeah how whatever. bad does that drop the grades of so it dropped it was from a 93 to a 92 okay so our final grade for acting, I mean, we'll go over the others. Like, we'll just talk about one highlight okay. each, because I think we each have one that stood out but wasn't mentioned. So just go, like, for row. Like, who was your highlight? Um, mine in the will probably be the same as Vic's. I'm assuming it's probably going to be his. It's, it's Spider-Man. Um, definitely, especially towards... Uh, uh, the end when sadly uh, Tony dies. Um, just seeing how much of a bond that uh, Peter and Tony had, and Tom Holland's acting in that is just so amazing. Like you can tell how far he's come with his acting since he started back in Civil War. Um, that I don't know. Like I can't wait to see more of him as Spider-Man when it comes to how amazing Tom Holland is as an actor. Now, now am I going off of the acting or am I going off of? Just the who character himself that stood out? Uh, the acting. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand yeah. a little bit with this one. Yeah, if I'm gonna go off of the acting, then I think that uh, Rose is right. I'm gonna go with Tom Holland on that. You know, just for the little bit that he has, you just see that that connection. I mean, again, it's for me, anyways. Seeing that scene, I mean, when he's like, you know. Mr. Stark, sir, you know, you did it. You know, we won, we did it. You know, the, the tears, the emotion, the connection. I mean, to me, it brought me back to seeing Black Widow and Hawkeye. You know, feeling that connection that those two had. I mean, obviously not as deep, not as a, as long of a connection, but you can see, like, this was somebody that, that uh, Peter Parker felt close to in this film. Or in these films and in this reality. I feel it was like... It was kind of like him losing another uncle, in a way. Mm-hmm. Another father figure. Someone made a really good point that they think that they're playing Iron Man like Uncle Ben. If that's the case, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My highlight character from our the group that we picked um, was Frigga. Uh, with Rene Russo, uh, Thor's mom. I, mm-hmm. even though she didn't have like a huge role in any of these movies, 
Um, I feel like her performance stand out a ton. She played the mother figure really, really well. And I loved that the scene with her and Thor. And it, it's exactly how a mother and son sh- relationship should be and is in most cases. Yeah. Like you, if you have an issue with, where you're trying to deal with something that's with mainly with self identity, you need to talk to your mom about that. Like, that's just who you go to when you're having ish, like other issues. Like there are some cases where you go to your dad or your grandpa or whatever, or whoever your father figure is. And that's for more things just to help you when you're having issues with like how your life is going. When you're having issues with just self-doubt and everything, with the emotional side of everything, that's when you need to talk to your mom. And she, she, like her performance was just outstanding. I feel this was definitely her uh, biggest uh, shining spot in the MCU, and I'm glad that she got to do this. Agreed. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up acting, and like I said, it brings our total to a 92 and a half overall which i'm pretty happy with i am too um all right moving on to character development we're going to restrict this to the main six avengers uh rocket nebula and thanos so let's start off with iron man war machine not war machine okay so let's start or kick it off with iron man with his character development. And this is spanning all movies. Okay. Okay. And um I have a lot to say about how he is, but he what? has probably the best arc starting off with being the cocky ass rich boy and ending with the self-sacrificing hero. And all the story in between just builds into Iron Man. Yeah, it's really because, the icing on the cake. Yeah, like it. He be Iron Man has become more of Tony Stark, or like the only person that can f- be Iron Man is Tony Stark, to being as much of a symbol as Captain America, and Captain America started off as a symbol. Mm-hmm. So I have. No issues giving Iron Man an, uh, a 100. I don't either. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, you guys heard, I, I sent in that voice clip for you guys in the part one of this episode. And hands down, um, you know, Tony Stark has been probably my favorite. I even rooted for him in Civil War. I was on his side. If I have to, if I have to be completely honest, I was on Tony Stark's side. No one was that. on Team Iron Man. It was well, apparently sad. Victor Sorry. was. Well, no, I like was. it was. It was honestly sad that no one was on Team Iron Man because and, we're not and, communists. No, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Well, I have to... my my thing was this, and since this span, since this portion spanned throughout the entire MCU. Going from again from the first Iron Man, like you said, he's he's this cocky, like just this cocky millionaire, billionaire, whatever you know, like he's above everyone. 
kind of thing. And then you fast forward to, you know, to Civil War where he is, you know, he's kind of having this change of heart because that like the mom that comes up to him and shows him the picture of her son who died while he was, you know, doing some humanitarian project after he graduated. He's realizing like there are people that are suffering because, you know, and and I get it like he. He thinks he's doing what is right, just as much as Captain America felt that he was doing what was right. And, I mean, I'm not faulting Captain America or saying he was wrong. I'm just saying that I like where – I like the – I think I was on his side because I like the – that you can see that character development, that character arc, you know, where he's, like, telling them if we don't keep ourselves in check or if some don't allow ourselves to be kept in check, we're just as bad as the guys that we fight who don't think they have to be kept in check. And I liked that because he's willing to accept some kind of boundary and some kind of limitation to, you know, to help the people that are are there for them to help and to protect. And, you know, I mean, you know, I just I think that he has just an amazing character arc. I He's one of my he's probably my favorite right now in the entire MCU, you know, save Spider-Man. Well, that's cool to be on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> I feel when it comes to Civil War, it, it's understandable. Hey, but you know what? My character is getting killed off and turned into Professor Hulk. Well, what? You know what? <laughs> oh, shots fired! That's it. I'm Shots flying fired. to California. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Screw you guys. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to Captain America. I feel his story arc wasn't as it wasn't as, as strong as Tony's. Not as yeah, definitely no. not as strong. His he was. I don't know the word stubborn. I, I feel in like his he, like how he his morale or his morals. I feel uh, Cap's story like really started kicking off uh, in Winter Soldier. That's how I feel. I feel like it started off a little bit like what's the word? Not lag. Yeah, a little laggy. Started to get a little better in the Avengers, but when it came to the Winter Soldier, what the Russos did with Captain America, I feel, in a way, kind of reinvented the character. I feel, see, I, I, I feel like I didn't see a change in him until Endgame. I, I kind of like how we were saying, like the comic book Thor character is very bland. That's how I feel about MCU Captain America, and and that's not a bad thing. Again, I don't think that's bad at all. He's somebody that you know. He he holds strong to his standards, and you know he's got a good moral compass, and that's good. But I don't see very much change. Like you always expect Captain America to do the right thing, you know. That's why we were on his side um, in Civil War. I mean, yeah, but again, <laughs> like you want to go unchecked. I mean, by all means, you know. Like, I have to go, go on it. the side the Hawkeyes on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're such a you bitch. A, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you guys want to be a villain, you know? Go for it. But I mean, you know, I, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, for me, I just feel like, yeah, there isn't too much character uh, development with him. That's just my opinion. I, again, because I feel like, like I said, you always, you kind of know what to expect out of Captain America. Yeah, as a, I'll give a, you that as a whole. So what are we you sitting at? I mean? In terms of a character arc. Uh, like if you're grading his character, his arc, yeah. Because I'm I mean, thinking if I'm pretty his, low. 
yeah, I was gonna say if I'm if I'm going based off of like seeing some kind of change, like I said, you always know what to expect out of Captain America. Really, I didn't expect him to. He cut so much in this one, in Endgame. Yeah, no kidding. So for me, I was like, holy crap! Like when he ran into 2012 Captain America, and he's like, like son of a bitch, or no, are you shitting me? That's what he says. And I'm like, oh snap! Like he, you know, I mean. To me, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is a totally different Captain America. Like he's letting loose. He's finally you know? adapted. Like, yeah, he's like you know. But in terms of character arc, he had a great story, not a super great arc. Yeah, right, right. No, I, I'm not in any way saying he had a bad story. I I do like his movies. I think he's great. They have good story. I want to say sixty guys. Sixty. Oh yeah. Damn. Hey, you're 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 judging off of a character arc though. This is this is how has the character changed? But he's not how sixty. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, he hasn't changed. I mean, he doesn't change. Like I said, you know what to expect from a character from the character. You know, he he's like I said, Captain America is somebody that people there always expect to do the right thing, and that's what he does. You know, he's he's supposed to be a patriotic man of the people. And but in a way, he, he kind of does go out of character in the Winter Soldier when he kind of decides to go against the government, considering that. It well, turns out it's he... not because he's going against the yeah. government because he's not a drone. Okay. He's fighting for people's freedom. And when the government's right. trying to impede on that freedom, that's when he's like, yeah, hell okay. no. And goes nomad. And, and, <laughs> and even yeah, and, and even in Civil War, you know, same thing. Like I, I will give that to you guys. Like yeah, he, you know, he sees that his own personal freedoms are being, you know, threatened. But still, it's not just his. It's also everyone else that is, you know, falls under that canopy of of supers, if you will. You know what I mean? So I mean, I don't think he was super against being government controlled. His was just more of a case of like what if we need to get involved but the government doesn't let us like what if these people need protecting but they're just like no you guys stay back Mm -hmm. i think that was his main issue he couldn't be the protector that he wanted or needed to be right but that that falls into that falls into him (laughs) well but again that falls into him being a man of the people and you know and, and and a protector i mean that's something you'd expect of him, though. Like you said, he he's saying, you know, hey, what if we're needed here, but you guys won't let us go? What if people need us over here, but you're not going to let us go help them? He's th- he's putting the people first. You expect that from him. So now maybe I'm misunderstanding your guys' grading on, on the character well, arc. Or your the, understanding. the development is a main focus on the the movie so the a main focus on endgame but we do take into consideration the other movies or at least what we've seen from them but 60 bloody hell i, I was thinking I, I like seem, I, 90 maybe an 85 if i was being a little mean oh, if i was being mean i was going with an 80 but he's but he's not changing much. I mean, I I'll accept being outvoted here, guys. This is your show. I'm just guesting on this. But I, I mean, like I said, I I I don't I don't I don't see much change in the character. You're really so, effing up the curve here, Victor. 
<laughs> oh shit. Well, wait till oh, we what? get to Banner. <laughs> oh. To... Oh, this is going to be good. Okay, I'm not going to fight you on that one that much. <laughs> exactly. So, with, all right, Captain America. So you're saying 60. You're saying around what? 85. 85? I'm sitting around 85 as well. So, so is the middle 75? I think. I, I was actually thinking that. 70, I think 75, 75 might be the middle. Okay. 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 75. Poor Cap. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Hey, Victor goes I for the freaking so- nuts. Hey, man. I, I'm a tough grader, but I'm saying, you know, like I said, if if you're, if the whole MCU is, is, you know, is up for, up for game, I mean, you see a, you see a huge change in someone like Tony Stark from, you know, start to finish. Whereas Captain America, you don't see much difference in his character. Maybe we're too nice. Yeah, well, let's I talk about so. someone that I've does actually, have a actually, huge change. I've actually said that out loud multiple times when I listen to your show. That we're too nice? <laughs> yes. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go with someone that did have a huge change, Thor. Oh, yeah, damn. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he had an amazing yeah. arc in the first movie alone. Second movie was... Can we just not talk about yeah, that let's movie? Yeah, th- let's... <laughs> Well, it's because he didn't really change anything. No, he like, didn't. Honestly, I don't remember that movie. <laughs> I don't either. I yeah, I actually had to rewatch it not long ago just to kind of get a good idea of what happened in there. I yeah. remember him and Loki trying to escape. That's it. Yeah. It's so all. like in so in those two, he had a like I think a pretty good arc, but the saving grace from that is the first movie. Yes. Then Thor Ragnarok, they compl- or in Avengers and Age of Ultron, they just kind of kept him the same. But even with those, just him kind of flatlining there, his change in Ragnarok and Infinity War to Endgame, I think make up for the flatline time mm-hmm. period. I completely agree. Not up there with Iron Man, but really freaking close. Yeah, like I'm sitting at a ninety five with Thor on his arc. Yeah, I, I that's probably about as high as I'd go for him as well. Because, like you said, I I kind of see that when I think of how his character has changed and developed from start to finish too. Like, I kind of see that flat line that you're talking about at the beginning. Like he kind of starts off. It's kind of you know that flat line starts off pretty pretty strong and heavy. But then you start, like you said, you start seeing a change in him. You see, um, you know, a more realist, like, how, how do I want to word this? It's it's more of like a, a more relatable struggle that he starts going through, you know, like he, especially in Endgame. I mean, he's battling with things like, you know, anxiety, depression. I mean, you don't expect that from somebody who you know, reveres himself a god. I mean, he even tells his mom that, you know, that I'm not supposed to be like everyone else. I'm god of thunder. So, 95 for everyone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <sighs> Alright. Okay, I'm just gonna let you guys go at it with this character. Let's hear it. Alright. <laughs> Getting to Hulk. <laughs> now, as a Hulk fan, 
I don't like where he went. As a critic, I can appreciate where they took him. Okay. So I liked how he was kind of in the Avengers. He kind of became a little bit more like uh, accepting of the Hulk, of his Hulk self. Age of Ultron, he was having issues with it, struggling, trying to keep, like, with the balance of being the Hulk and being Banner. With Thor Ragnarok, I think it showed, I think that that was probably my favorite, like, with, in regards to MCU Hulk, my favorite representation of him, because it showed how different Hulk and Banner are. And then same with Infinity War, they just kind of continued with that, but did a main focus on Banner, on Banner's side. And him trying to be like, alright, let's just continue where we left off in Age of Ultron. Like, Hulk, let's let's do this. And Hulk's just like, you know what? F you. <laughs> and I love that fight. And then they freaking ruined it! <laughs> Talking as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> they freaking ruined it in Endgame. And... Ugh! But, like I said, I can appreciate where they took him. And I feel like they took him that direction because I don't feel the Russos knew how to play with a wild card like Hulk. Yeah. Do you feel if uh, Joss Sweden was still around, he would have known what to do? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Because he handled the Hulk really well in Avengers. I, I agree. Like, it still was that playing both sides... But they're two separate beings. And Taika Waititi did a really good job at, at playing that. And the Russo brothers just kind of were like, yeah, we're not dealing with him. So, like I said, as a fan, I hate the Hulk. Like, the MCU Hulk sucks. But I love the Hulk. So I'm going to just... It's kind of like... A, you want your kid to become a dentist, but he becomes a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> or you want him to become a doctor, but he becomes a dentist. Is that there you go? Better? Gonna... <laughs> no, I feel there's more disappointment in a philosopher. Yeah, that's a good. One. Good analogy. <laughs> yeah. So that's my relationship with MCU Hulk. I okay. I agree with what you said that they may have, the MCU may have done that in a way to because they don't know how to handle that wild card um yeah because in the I, comics I, hulk f shit up right like yeah. he in uh like that's like why planet hulk started because the hulk actually the heroes came after hulk or after banner Banner hulked out and went on this rampage, and they're like, "We can't deal with him anymore," and shipped him to a different planet. Right. And then, then he comes back and f's everyone up, and yeah. he's just like, "Yeah, miss me." <laughs> <laughs> and like in this, that's not the same kind of power I feel from MCU Hulk. They, his his um. His strength was inconsistent. Mm -hmm. His healing was inconsistent and barely ever touched upon. That's true. And then they, I feel like, like I said, I feel like they killed him in this. But as an did. arc, 
I feel it worked for what they were going for. So it didn't work perfect. So I'm thinking I'm sitting around a 90 for Hulk. As a fan, I'm sitting at like a five. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will go, I will give you that one because I agree. I feel like, and and again, just my opinion I liked the second Hulk movie that they came out with, with, uh, with uh, Ed Norton. Oh, um, the Incredible Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that one. The first one was crap. The well, first duh. one was crap. But I, but I feel, but, but, you know, hear me out on this. I, I think that even still, I mean, the second one being the better of those two individual, like, you know, standalone movies, th- that still doesn't mean they were good movies. It just means that the second one was better than the first one, which isn't saying too much, in my opinion, and from a lot of other people's opinions. It's really not but saying anything. It's really hard to improve it, on Ang Lee's Hulk. Right, but what I'm saying, and, and I feel like, you know, even with something like the Fantastic Four, I mean, why do you think they haven't even talked about, why do you think MCU or Disney itself hasn't talked about, you know, making a fan, another Fantastic Four reboot? Because... It's already had some pretty awful films, and even the last reboot that happened, like, was awful. You know, they kind of, they probably, I'd imagine they'd want to give it some time until they can find somebody that maybe can make that work. But I agree with you, Caleb. I think that they, through, since they started this whole thing, I feel like they've written that and arced it the way that they wanted it. Like, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't great. But it was the way that they wanted, you know, to write him out for the time being so that, you know, again, they don't have to they don't have to hold on to that wild card for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ang Lee I, I mean, wrote I, the Hulk like a a drama. And yeah. it does. Hulk doesn't work as a drama. Doesn't. No. The MCU wrote Hulk like an action hero. He does not work as an action hero either. Yeah. Like, yes, he is big and smashes stuff, but that's not the only thing about him. He doesn't just fight these big people. He fights people that are intellectually smarter than him. And then it, it he struggles. His Like I've said before, his biggest enemy is Banner. And Banner's biggest enemy is the Hulk. And they never touch on that struggle between them. And that's why I feel like they did the best that they could with um, showing that in Infinity War and uh, Thor Ragnarok. I feel the movies that really kind of only touch upon like their battle between Banner and Hulk are the first Avengers and Thor Ragnarok. Because I did really think it was cool how basically Banner's Hulk for two years and he just he felt like uh, usually I have one hand on the steering wheel but it seems like that moment Hulk just took over the steering wheel and I was thrown in the trunk. Uh um and just how in the first avengers he's talking about how you know i try to put a bullet in my head and the other guy spit it out like there's no way i can get rid of this guy um so i think those are the two strongest movies when it comes to the hulk as a character um but i completely agree with you guys what you guys said so i'm sitting at a 90 what about you guys agree yeah all right 90 all right rose Take us away with Hawkeye and why we should give him a good score. <laughs> Mine actually might be a little low. Really? 
And it's because of the first Avengers. That's what really kills the score. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Continue. So, I liked what they did with, you know, like, uh, the beginning of Clint Barton. It's in Thor. We're first introduced to him that Coulson tells him to take Thor out, but he's like, well, he he doesn't straight up say no, but, you know, like, he's, like, waiting for Coulson to give him the call, and he's like, you know, you better give it to me because I'm starting to root for this guy. Um, and then we don't see him again until the Avengers, and then I I still don't understand why they did this. I don't know if Joss Whedon just didn't know what he wanted to do with Hawkeye, uh, but they just mind control him from Loki, um, which really irked me. Like, I feel that, yeah, he's just, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the first Avengers, but I feel you could have given him some story, but I, f- I get that he wanted to focus on the, like the main four. I can understand that. And black widow had already been somewhat established in Iron Man two. Um, but when it comes to Avengers age of Ultron, honestly, I think that is Hawkeye's best movie. It's his moment to shine. Um, like you get to see like how much of a smart ass Hawkeye is in that. Uh, <laughs> It's introduced that he has a family, that, you know, he's kept it off S.H.I.E.L.D.'s files. Um, Just, I feel it, with that movie, his character arc, his character has the best moments to grow in that movie. Uh, He has a little bit in Civil War. Um, You can understand why he picks Cap's side. Um, He feels that, you know, he owes it to Cap and also Scarlet Witch. Um... He gets a name mentioned in uh, Infinity War. What was up with that? <laughs> um, and then I loved what they uh, did with him in Endgame. Um, I thought the opening scene, how it was him and his family, and sadly watching them vanish, that was, oh my goodness, pulled at the heartstrings. Um, and just seeing him, even though they never call him Ronin, but seeing him turn into Ronin, you can understand why he becomes that. And. Um, just seeing his character art grow through that and uh, leading up to uh, him and uh, Black Widow having to get the Soul Stone um, and just seeing them like battle to the death of who gets to commit suicide and how uh, you know she feels that in a way this is her only way to fully erase her ledger. Um, and he technically does, he, he has something to live for still. Um and I feel I feel after that he's kind of just like in the battle. The character really doesn't go anywhere after that. Um, just go after you know they're done with the battle. He gets to go back to with his family. Um, but yeah, when it comes to his character arc, I feel like really the only problem I have with it is in the first Avengers that they they took an easy way out and they just mind controlled him. And even Jeremy Renner was pissed about that. He was giving them you know like opportunities to just kill him off because he's like this is not the character I signed up for. I signed up for Clint Barton. I didn't sign up for mind-controlled Hawkeye. Um, so the first Avengers is what kind of kills the character a little bit for me. So where are you sitting at with his arc or his development? I'm at about an 85. 85? Yeah. Or are you guys lower? I can agree I with that. I actually would... Okay. I'll I'll go ahead and agree with you just for the sake of. I mean, unless you think he should get higher, then... <laughs> I mean, by I, all means. I was actually, I mean, I was actually thinking like a ninety. Oh okay. Um, I mean, just because I think just in Endgame alone, you see a big change. I mean, and that's just that's just given that one circumstance, you know. Um, 
That's a good I think you're right, though. They don't really do too much with Hawkeye throughout a lot of the films that he's in. Yeah. Um, but considering that I think he was a character in, in Endgame that had a big focus, I feel like he, you know, he had a lot of development in there just alone, just, just for that, that, um, one, you know, particular circumstance. You know, I mean, like you said, he goes from being kind of happy and complacent, complacent, like, hey, you know what, he took the, he took a deal with the government, you know, sure, he's on house arrest, but he's, he's not in jail, he could be with his family, he loses his family, goes on this huge vigilante, you know, uh, rampage, just killing off all of these huge drug lords and cartel leaders, because they survived the snap, but they're still hurting people instead of helping, you know, and I get that. And But he's still like, he's still, you know, out there killing and doing all this stuff. And to him, it's like, uh, you know, he's he's scum. And then, like you said, you know, there's the battle, you know, this battle between who gets to commit suicide for the Soul Stone, where he's thinking, like, I have such a tainted... You know, or you know, such a tainted record right now. Like, it should be me, but Black Widow's more like, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character is more like, well, you, like you said, you've got a lot more to live for, though. You got a family, you got all this, and I, you know, and I think he kind of, after the after the jump and everything, and he has the stone and he's back. I think he accepts it for what she did. You know, accepts what she did for you know for the reasons, anyways, that she did it for. Um, I think he sees it and accepts it for what it was, and uh, and he tries to make the best of you know do the best that he can, and um, you know make it worth the sacrifice that she made. So I mean I I, I would sit at like a ninety, if if you want to meet in the middle with that or you know I would actually agree. I think you just talked me up. I I'm not gonna disagree either. So ninety, yeah. Okay. All right. We need to knock some of the more of these out because we're running real long here. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, Black Widow. What are we thinking with her? Because I think she was been she's been pretty consistent. She, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I feel her uh her sacrifice in Endgame was her biggest character growth mm-hmm. throughout uh everything that she's been able to do in the MCU. Yeah, but she's been pretty much the same. The only thing, like, she's she's had little things come up. Like, in Winter Soldier, she kind of realized that she had a friend in Steve Rogers. Yeah. In Civil War, she kind of stood up for her, what she believed a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Just, like, little things here and there. But overall, I don't know. You feel like I, I she's do, a I'd be willing to say like an 85 for her. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what I was thinking. Yeah, same here. All right. Rocket. Um, I um, actually really liked Rocket's uh, development. Oh, I, I liked how he was just kind of like, oh, I need to be on my own. All this. Like, I don't need anyone. And then he kind of gets that like sense of family. But then I feel like he's trying to sabotage himself in volume two. He's yeah, he like does a little bit. He, he's he's realizing that he has people that could be used against him now, and he's just trying to like push them away. But he's 
also kind of realizing that, hey, I don't need to. They're going to be here no matter what. Yeah. I did really appreciate in Endgame that he actually finally pointed out that, like, you know, with that snap, I actually lost the only family I feel I actually ever had. Yeah. And I feel like even even though it's a small arc, it is still – it's a – pretty good arc to follow it is like i'm amazed how james gunn and the russo brothers were able to take a a side character and give him a pretty decent arc yeah what are you thinking vic um i agree with you guys on on that Uh, i would say for him uh given you know the amount of time that they've given him on there to develop that arc I would say close to like an 85, and I could probably be talked up to a 90. I'm setting at a 90. Yeah, I'm too. Yeah. I, good I, and then, I mean, I, like I said, I could be talked up to that, so I, I'd give that one to you. All right, cool. All right. Next, we got Nebula. Um, hers is a little weird to follow. It is. You, you kind of get like a backtrack of her a little bit in Endgame. Because you get to see 2014 Nebula again. Yeah, which was really trippy. Yeah, and I really liked how, like, hers, she was just always after Gamora. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be better than her, trying to beat her, all this other stuff. And they, I feel like hers was a little forced in Volume 2. She's trying to freaking hit Gamora with a freaking spaceship and then she follows it with i just want a sister i'm like it you could have fooled me (laughs) (laughs) there's other ways to express your feelings yeah there you go like maybe we should try painting (laughs) some people show that with hugs Uh, they just show it by running you over with a spaceship i mean you know everyone's different yeah yeah, and I, I like I think her like her turning point was in Infinity War when she was being tortured by Thanos, and Gamora gave up the location of the Soul Stone for Gamora, or for Nebula. For Nebula. <laughs> for Nebula. <laughs> Gamora gave it up for Gamora. <laughs> No, she gave it up for Nebula, and I think that that really stuck out to Nebula as a character. And I feel like they got to explore her love for her sister a little bit better in Endgame. I completely agree. Uh, Like it said, it has its issues. It's a little hard to follow. So for that... I I think like you said, though, like it, it it gives you a little backstory in Endgame. So yeah. I think that kind of helps out because it shows you like where she was. Like you said, she's always trying to compete with Gamora. So I feel like, honestly, I was kind of thinking like a ninety. A ninety. If I'm being honest, yeah, I was thinking more eighty. That's what I was thinking too. Eighty. Yeah. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. I could do that. Yeah. All right. I would say that. That that would be fair. Eighty-five. And then last we got Thanos. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he's kind of been a part of the MCU since Avengers. Yeah. But he hasn't really had an arc until Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But even. Right, so, but even even there, I mean, what 
there's no character develop or like change really. He's still other than That's like true. other than like, you know, at first like when he's explaining to Doctor Strange in Infinity War how he he was like, you know, I I um recommended this to my world, Titan, you know, like and they, they thought I was a madman when I told them, you know, just I suggested this before it would be um, you know, rich and poor. Basically, there's no like no bias. What was the, yeah, like it, no bias whatsoever. But um, other than him going from that to you know, in all my years of conquest, carnage, and bloodshed, you know, it's never been personal. But now I'm gonna enjoy this when I rip your world apart. Like that's the only change I see in him. Other than you know what I mean. I have to agree. I, I mean, all it is is, like, they're trying to stop him from, like, destroying the universe or, like, killing half the people in the universe. And so, to him, he sees that as, you're trying to stop me from something that I want to accomplish. Now it's like, hey, you're not only trying to stop me, so now I want to, like, really just, I'm going to enjoy destroying something that you love. Because you got, especially your world, your planet. I'm going to F you up. Yup. <laughs> Right. He specifically says your planet. Like when I tear apart this planet, like I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. So what are we thinking, Rose? Oh, just because I love Thanos so much, I want to say like 85, but I feel that might be a little too high. 85? It's it's not a bad. Like I don't think that's a like a bad score for him, and I don't okay. think it's. I think it's a pretty fair one okay um like we said his only thing was he went from being impartial to personal like yeah she got real <laughs> right and so I'm, I'm comfortable sitting at an 85 with him like i feel it's pretty in line with nebula what are you thinking victor I'll give that to you guys only because the Captain America argument already kind of drained me of of any energy to fight for <laughs> for what what scores I feel these these character arcs de- uh, deserve. But uh, I'll, I'll give you the eighty five. I, w- I was I was probably gonna say eighty, but I'll go with the eighty five for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one second here. Wanna... 85. All right. That brings our character development to an 88.3. Not bad. All right. Getting into the real quick stuff. Uh, Music. Was there any music that you felt didn't fit in? Um, Anything that stood out to you? I I, I just want to point out something really quickly. Uh, So the opening song after we see Hawkeye's family disappear when it's doing the Marvel logo... It's the song Dear Mr. Fantasy. Right. Someone pointed out in a YouTube comment that that's kind of like at a, at a nod to like Stanley, Mr. Fantasy after like all this, you know, like sadness, like, can you give us something good? Mm-hmm. So I, I loved that song choice when, when I read into that. I'm like, okay, that's, a, I, I appreciate the Russo's picking that song. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So this one's a, a one out of 10. So where 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 are we sitting? I'm like at a nine, because yeah, honestly, I'm I think with a nine. Yeah, I I'm trying to think of if there was like any song, 
but I feel they used music really yeah. well. Like the song that plays when a uh, Cap and Peggy are dancing is perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm almost wanting to put a ten because I don't. Yeah, I would give you a ten uh, as well. Yeah, no, I soundtrack's I'd give amazing. That to you. All right, let's do it. Let's go ten. All right, effects. Um, so effects is out of a hundred. Uh, for you, Victor. Someone, IGN, when they reviewed this, when we were pointing out there were some like patchy special uh, CGI parts. Like where? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I didn't see a lot. I saw more in Infinity War than I did in this movie. Yeah, I didn't notice any. Like, even, like, I was expecting Hulk to look a little funky, but he looked amazing. Yeah, yeah he looked great. The motion capture has really come a long way. Yeah. They, uh... Even, like, uh, you look at, like, Thanos, and I mean, I. I didn't see it so much in here because, like you said, like Infinity War especially was like a that was like like you said that's Thanos' movie. But you see like close ups of Thanos, he looks like he looks so real, you know. Does but I, and I I mean I think the effects in this movie were amazing too. I had the chance my third time seeing this. I, we accidentally got into I don't know how, but we ended up with the 3D movie, and it actually wasn't that bad. I'm not a fan of 3D movies. Or seen movies in 3D, but it actually was really good. The effects on there were still fantastic. Yeah, like everything looked good. The portals looked really good yeah. when they everyone started coming in. The when they started using the shields, Pepper looked really good. Iron Man looked really good. There was nothing that stood out like yeah, in Shazam. Yeah. So I'm thinking 95, just because you could tell that Iron Man was fake like yeah. if you're being really really freaking picky yeah i i agree yeah. so i'm sitting strong 95 i'm too yeah okay and costumes uh this one is out of 10 um one costume that stands out to me is rocket when they yes. went into the past like he has his comic book accurate suit like it's that blue like i don't even know what kind of shirt it is but it has like the straps like the buttons on the top mm -hmm. the it like the really dark blue with the red uh it's not even a, yeah, board, it's not like a little just, space it, voyager kind of thing yeah. going on like a little looks like a little pirate man i don't know like, yeah like exactly kind of, that's, that's like if you google rocket if you google rocket that that's yeah. and search like for the yeah. comic book that's what he looks like like that's what his well, suit I, looks like and I, I actually found – and now I, I do a lot of – and I send you a lot of those articles and stuff, like some of the, the ones I think will appeal to you. But I do a lot of reading when it comes to what the MCU plans on doing or even like feedback about a lot of what the MCU has done. Um, one of the things that I've seen is they actually have pictures of the MCU version of a lot of the characters, so someone like Iron Man. Rocket is on there, Thor, um, who else? Star Lord, and then they have them side by side with their comic book character, like how they look in the comics. And I mean, it, it is—I mean, it's not dead accurate, but it is damn close, and it is great. I mean, they do a great job as being as close and comic book accurate as possible, and that is what I love about the the Marvel characters in the Marvel movies is how 
how much they try and keep them like you know true as true to the comics as they can and i love it i i honestly like if i want to give it a 10 personally because i think they do great if you if if i can find those pictures i'll have to send them to you and you'd probably understand why i want to give them a 10 but i i mean it it looks i mean i i think it deserves a 10 that's just me i'm sitting at an 8 I was going for a nine. <laughs> We're all divided here. I'm sitting at an eight because I feel you say Hulk. So help me, I will slap. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sitting at an eight because a I hated the Hulk, the Hulk's outfits. The only thing he needs are purple shorts. That's not hard to do. Well, but the Hulk but he's is civilized Hulk now. He's yeah. Banner now. He's no, actually, screw he's that shit. Just Banner. <laughs> no, if I can, I'm not if I can't He's if I can't get now. him for character development, I'm sure as hell going to get him for costume. He's who right, How about how about how about Lander. we let how about we let roses be the, yeah, the winning I mean, score yeah. on this a nine? That's literally the middle of all of our scores right here. <sighs> it is because like I said, if I can find <laughs> if I can find those pictures, I'm going to look for those pictures. I know it's on an article, I believe. And if I can if I can find it, I'm gonna look it up tonight, and I'm gonna send it to you tomorrow. If I can find it, you're gonna you'll understand why I'm sitting at a ten because I think that you know these guys have done a great job with trying to get them as comic book accurate as possible. Yeah, the like I said, the only reason I'm sitting at an eight is because of how much I hated how the Hulk looked, <laughs> and the only other like costume complaint that I have yeah. is when Thor was coming into the. Uh, what's it called? Avengers Compound. Yeah, when he was coming into the compound, oh, they were Lebowski for- get up. Yeah, the they were forcing the Lebowski joke hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, it like all the rest of the costumes worked perfectly for the characters. So, so, so we can we can agree on a nine then. We can agree saying? on a nine. I'd say so. <laughs> Good job, Rose. Yes. <laughs> Okay, and then lastly, we got the overall genre grade, which we decided the genre of this movie was a superhero action film. Um, it did have elements of dr- drama in it, it but I think overall it was more of an action film. Yeah. Um, so I feel with it being a superhero film, there has to be aspects of epicness, there has to be a villain for them to beat and all this other stuff. And I feel with how well it worked with the genre or with the genre, I feel it had those epic moments that like, and they were just raised up even more with how well the music worked. And then they had the emotional moments and then like, and that was just how well they did with the acting. And then they had, like the action sequences that were just amazing to watch. It's easy to tell, even like at the beginning of this movie, that these are the highest the stakes have ever been in the MCU. Yeah. After Infinity War, I was half expecting them to lose again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what are we? What are you thinking for a genre grade what, what's as a this superhero? one graded out of? Oh, out of a hundred. Out of a hundred, yeah. I mean, I'm really close to giving it almost a perfect score. 
that's what I'm sitting at too. I don't want to give it a 100% perfect just because of Hulk. I'm not thinking 100, but I'd say anywhere from 95 and up, I'd be willing to be like, yes, it's full deserving of that. I'm sitting at a 98. I'd have to agree. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, like I said, I'd say it's full deserving of any of those because it's near perfect to me. It really is. Yeah. it It is what superhero films should be. Yes. Right. And literally all yeah. of the feels have been felt in this film. I mean, I don't know Sadness. about you two, uh, but sorry, sorry, Vic, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're um, good. But I've never felt so giddy in a movie theater when Captain America finally said Avengers Assemble. I've never yeah. felt so giddy when he freaking grabbed Thor's hammer. Okay, yeah, that's a good Freaking Molnir, yeah, dude, that was amazing. But what was up with him whispering Assemble? I know. <laughs> It's like, wait, what What did he say? Oh, he said assemble. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe the acoustics were just amazing. He didn't have to yell it. Maybe he just realized, like, oh, That's you know what? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, all the, the Black Order and the Outriders were just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and let's be real. Let's take this into effect, too. Homeboy just took a beating. <laughs> He's like... He probably doesn't even like have the energy to yell anymore after, even after yeah, yelling at Avengers. That's that's a good point. And then honestly, if I was any of those other guys coming out of the portals, if I see him running, I'm like, oh, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, we're doing this, let's go. You know, like you know, <laughs> you don't even have to say assemble. As soon as I see someone running, I'm going. You know? Yeah, true, good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so putting that at a ninety-eight, that brings our final score to a a minus well, we gave it harsher than rotten tomatoes did i think yeah so it's the so it's sitting at a 93 okay really close to being a 94 and i think in our i have to check but i think uh sitting at a 94 would bring it up to an a so it's it's a couple points away okay and i'm I'm fairly happy with that. I don't necessarily agree with Captain America's score <laughs> that we gave him for either. development, but I mean, it is what it is. We don't we don't decide how this shit goes. I mean, we do, but <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to be unbiased, guys. Just trying to be unbiased. Yeah. So a minus for. Avengers Endgame. Uh, I mean, I mean, Vic did point out some good points when it came to Captain America. Yeah. So. Like, well, like I said, I, I'm just thinking I want to see some character change if we're judging on arc. No, I, 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 I don't get see you any... there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that concludes this episode or this breakdown of Avengers Endgame. Part two. Part two. Um. But yeah, again, one of our a longer episode. Yeah, how long this easily could have been three. Uh, yeah, like three, parts. Been three parts. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're sitting at like t- two hours twenty five minutes Damn. when we're. I say when we're done. Hey, that gives me uh, something to listen to, man. At work, so it's hell all good. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you liked this episode and want to check out more of our stuff, uh, you can. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, or Spotify. 
Uh, you can also check out our content on YouTube. Um, all of our episodes are released on YouTube. And new videos will be headed your way soon Yes, because I, I actually did get some work done at UVU this past week. So. Did you? Good on yeah. you, dude. Thank you. <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Albros or on Twitter. Our handle is at the Albros. Uh, no punctuation in either of those. Um, and if you have something you want us to, to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see or just anything, really... Be sure to email us at channel at gmail.com or you can fill out a form on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros. Can, can and, I suggest one on here right now since I'm on here with you guys? Yeah, what? Okay, uh, Brie Larson I found is an amazing actress. Well, if duh. you guys haven't seen it, it's, it's currently on Netflix still called The Room. Oh, that's on Netflix? Now, if you haven't seen it's on Netflix. It is an amazing film. Yes, I've been trying to watch that movie. I I I highly recommend it. Okay, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Great movie. I would love to hear you guys like hear what you guys have to say about that one because that one is a heart wrenching film. If you haven't seen mm-hmm, it or don't know the premise of it. it, like it it is that one is very hard to watch, but it is a great film. Yeah, we can do that one. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we were going to do, uh, oh, what was it? We were going to d- update our yeah our MCU showdown. showdown list. Yeah. But, yeah, if we got a movie to watch, we'll watch a freaking movie. Definitely need to do uh, Detective Pikachu in the next couple weeks. Yes. Ooh, yes, that looks good. So, I'd say next week we do, or, yeah, next week we, we're going to break down the room. Okay. And then the week after that, Detective Pikachu? Sounds good to me. Hells yes. <laughs> and then the week after that, the MCU redo showdown? Yeah. Okay. Unless we got something else to do by that time. Okay. All right, Victor, where can we find you? You can catch us on um, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, if you have that. Uh, those are great ways that you can listen to our show. Uh, currently, I don't have a facebook page up it's kind i've kind of just been using my my personal page right now and sharing links when i can but we can be followed on instagram it's crash n like the letter n taz movie seller uh with underscores in between each word so crash and taz movie seller um and actually we play fun little games uh my co-host uh, who's an uncle of mine uh, since I was in high school has like always like named movies that I'm watching without even knowing like he he walk he'd walk in on the middle and be like oh this is I don't know country strong or whatever the hell movie I'm watching and he I, actually I think this last episode this last episode I think he finally got one wrong well that was a that was, okay we need to address that one because he didn't watch or he hasn't seen it. He hadn't seen it, but he knew, <laughs> I mean, he'd known of the movie, he'd heard of it, but I, I mean, I'm just throwing movies out there that I don't know if he's seen or hasn't seen them. Cause I, I, I mean, and I didn't think of that, that he hadn't seen it, but I'm just kind of putting movies out on, on my, on these clips right. to try and see if I can catch him on them. But um, if you follow us on Instagram or 
you know, once I get a Facebook page up for us, uh, I actually put movie like a movie clip or like a screenshot of, of the clip. And I give you guys a chance to to guess what the movies are. Um, every now and then we'll be doing little competitions. If you can beat Roger or Taz, as he's known on the show, uh, then you will actually win an In-N-Out gift card. And if you don't have an In-N-Out near you where we live or where you live, then, uh, I don't know, McDonald's or whatever the heck is. <laughs> it's honestly really sad know, just they have an In-N-Out because In-N-Out is just I, That'd amazing. be awful, but I think they only go as far as Texas now. So I think Texas and Utah are the far, like Utah, Nevada, California, and. Uh, so basically just the West. Texas already, yeah, just like four states have it, I think. Single if I, know, if I think, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, so I mean, if you guys can beat him, uh, occasionally we'll have those little uh, those little competitions going where I'll announce it, and you guys are able to win an NL gift card. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, it'd be awesome if anyone could beat him. <laughs> I I already know you, I couldn't. You want to know something actually? Uh, and somebody actually turned in their answers late, but they got all but one wrong or all but one right. And, uh, so he yeah, tied. I don't even remember which. Yeah, he tied him, but he didn't beat him. Wow, that's impressive. And right now, I think he's. I think we've done this. So I put five clips on each one. We've done this like four times now. So he's at like a nineteen and one record right now. <laughs> so he's gotten Damn. like nineteen out of twenty films right. Yeah, and there's some vague ass freaking films too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's some, like, I go from the 80s to, you know, 90s, even so, occasionally I'll throw in some that are more recent, but it's fun times. Sounds like fun. Well, cool. So, yeah, go check that out and subscribe. Um, And then, like we said, next week we'll be doing a breakdown of The Room. And with that, this has been... The All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Peace. You were delayed there again, Victor. Damn it. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs>